Welcome, investigator. Evil is on the rise. Crime is escalating. Our mission is to eliminate the crime by exposing evil, examine why it manifests, and highlight the brave souls that confront it every day. Join us as we work together to bring justice to every victim. Welcome to All Things Crime. Here's your host, Jared Bradley. I'm definitely more on the on the investigative side, where once they actually identify the the crime, then how they catch them, you know, especially DNA related, that's kind of where where me and and my expertise, along with our system, the MVAC system, comes yeah. into play. You know, physical evidence, but yeah, what we're describing here, you know, so if if it, let me give you an example, if a kid is kidnapped, for example, and they find is backpack or something like that, then we can use the MVAC to try to get hit, you know, the perpetrator's DNA from areas of the backpack that he might've grabbed in order to force a kid into a car, something, something like that. That's, that's yeah. kind of where we come in. But in dealing with the after effects of whatever trauma this child is going through, even, even the a botched kidnapping, you know, that the kid, walking along the road that he's probably, or the street, he's walked that a hundred times or a thousand times before with no problems. And now all of a sudden somebody drives up and tries to grab him and throw him into a car. You know, that alone, the trauma of that little incident there would, would would be horrible, you know, especially the younger the child is, but. Yeah. And if that kid can't find safety immediately after that, then it, it'll it'll stay with him his whole life, most likely. Yeah. Wow. I, I <laughs> again, there's so many different places that that I think we could go with this, but I I don't want to keep you too long. But wait, let, let let's let's finish up again with the healing process. Sure. Okay. Let, so let let's take a brand new traumatic event, whether it be you know sexual in nature or you know some kind of abuse that a child goes through. Yeah. What would be your recommendation to the parents, to the child that's, you know, maybe he's or she is a teenager now, has enough logic, has enough maturity to deal with, or at least try to deal with this trauma? How would you recommend they initiate the process? Right. Well, it sure helps to understand what trauma is, how it works, how it is stored, why it is stored and the effects it has on the body, both mentally and physical. It, has, it can have an incredible physical effect on your, negative phys- physical effect on your body. So the book I wrote, Heal, which you can go to Jimmy Toro, J-I-M-M-I-T-O-R-O.com. The first half of the book explains all of that like we've been talking. It goes into that in detail. And then the last half of the book, there are 22, I, I picked 22 stories that we talked about things that happened to me and how I went back and found the little guy and helped the little guy heal, find safety, let's say. And so if parents especially are aware that these traumas literally can store in the body indefinitely and that there actually is a way to release them, that right there is just magical. As far as parents being aware aware of their kids, these types of traumas, the worst traumas especially, they will change your child's behavior. That happy child will know, will lose that brightness. It, you see it more in girls because, unfortunately, girls get abused far more than boys. And, but if a little girl is raped or even 
even mishandled inappropriately, immorally, let's say, that light and that girl can be snuffed out. And okay, well, what to do, right? Well, if that girl is unwilling to talk to you as the parent because there's an embarrassment, which a lot of families there is, well, I would say search in your immediate family. You know, one of the one of the things that grandparents can be amazing at, and it's not uncommon where a grandparent will look at their family, their kids, their kids' kids, their uncles and aunts, and look at the lay of here's here's my clan, and here's some of the close associates they know, and say, okay, chances are my child, if some something happened to my child, it happened by one of you all, one of you family members, or one of the friends of the family that this little child knows. And often it's the grandparents who rat out the kid, the abuser, or the parents wouldn't, the siblings wouldn't, et cetera. And so, and then this, the other side is if something's wrong with your kid or they say anything that is a little off kilter, believe them, believe them, believe them. And if you're lucky enough to get them to open up to you, then you know, hallelujah to you, but sometimes kids won't open up because they're embarrassed. You know, these predators, they they threaten the kids with death, and it's very real to these kids. And they say, if you say something, I'm going to kill your sibling. Well, they do. They know it's not just a veiled threat. They often use tactics like, well, it's our little secret. And so they are so good at manipulating kids, and kids are at such a disadvantage mentally and physically to fight back or even know what to do. But if you notice anything awry, then it probably is. And then you can become smart. You can start investigating. You can start un- understanding. You can reach out and try to find a good therapist that would, that would fit your child's needs. But uh, it's, a long, it's a long road. There's a lot of sadness attached to it. But, you know, that's the way life is, right? And whatever you do, don't stop, you know. What seems so daunting at first, if you keep at it, your your courage and bravery grows. It doesn't the daunting test doesn't change. So give it allow it to be an opportunity in your life to become smarter and more courageous. But whatever you do, face it head on. It's magical. Yeah, I honestly I, I, I think I think hope is probably one of the the greatest yeah. assets that people yeah. can can reach out to and and based on what you were describing, just giving little Jimmy, you know, the little four-year-old Jimmy hope that he can get through the traumatic event of the coffin trauma that he, he experienced. So, and I, and I also, I, I don't know if this is a, a practice of yours, but when you're referring to your old self, you, you kind of do it in a third person. Is that a technique that you use? Well, it's fascinating. When you go back if you have a memory of something that traumatic happened to you with the right help and the right knowledge, you want to go back and remember as much as you can. It's not uncommon in these situations to not remember all the details, to remember more fragments of it. But you want to try. You literally want to, to go back head on into this. Well, when you do that, it's really strange in some way because the adult you is different than the little you. And yet it's you and the little you has a mind and can imagine a way to safety that the adult you just doesn't. It's like there's two of you going on and yet it's you. And uh, after I'd rescued some of the rescues, I went back to rescue the little guy. 
I had already rescued, let's say, 30, 40 of these. And I was able to go back with a little, small, little army of little Jimmies, let's say, and uh, go rescue and comfort one who was in danger. And so they are, they are, like, they are like little individuals, but they're all you. That's just the reality of it. Because that little you back in that period of time years ago, you, know, you had a mind. You were scared to death. Given the hope, like you say, that's really what I provided. The adult you provides that little you is is the hope. I'd whisper in his ear, what do you want to do? And I could see his whole face go from horror to like, really? You could do that? I'm like, yeah, you can do that. You can make up anything. You can have a magic sword appear in front of you and you can slay the people. Or you can have a room. Several times he created this room, uh, just space that we could go to. And it was floating above the earth. And we went to it. And he, he felt safe there because he felt a distance from those who were abusing him. Several times surprised me after getting him out of a tough, or he got out of a tough situation. I said, what do you want to do now? He says, I want to go play. I'm like, play? Yeah. We created a make-believe playground. and There were friends there. And he went and just played for hours. And after those episodes, I went and looked up a lot of psychological research about play and realized that as a kid, I didn't get a play. And it's so important. Even as an adult today, I love to play. I mean, this is a serious subject, but outside of this, I love to have fun and something very playful about me. Like, and that's important in raising a kid. So uh, the most fascinating, magical, like Harry Potter magic kind of stuff happens in that realm. That's, that's the beauty of it all. And it literally releases it. It works. Well, there's power in that. And yeah. I, I, I think one of the, one of the greatest sayings or, or realizations that I've ever had is, you know, we, because we're here physically on, on this earth and our experiences from when we're brand new babies all the way to the, the current is mostly oriented around, you know, the five senses, the, the touch and, and sight and smell. And, but we are not physical beings. We're spiritual beings having a physical experience. And yeah. And I, I think far too many people have never heard that phrase. And, and especially if you're, if you're ever having a spiritual experience, you know, as a physical being, we, we can relate to those small instances. But when you flip that and you realize that, no, we are here as spiritual beings having a physical experience, then I think you have the capability to delve in deeper into what makes us individuals and but but the the core of us is different if you think about and you know it, it again i'm i'm kind of in over my head but i but i do have a a strong spiritual background and I, I i believe that when we look at ourselves as spiritual beings and yes we had physical trauma we had mental trauma we had emotional trauma but if we keep the core of our, our spiritual being and, and who we are. And that's untouchable. You know, it doesn't matter what kind of trauma we go through physically, your spiritual being never changed. And that's always being protected. And, and my belief is that's protected by God. And to me, that's where my hope stems from. And I, I don't know if that is making sense to you, but. It is because this journey back into your past to heal is, uh, it's a mental thing. Thanks for joining us. 
Your attention today brings us one step closer to exposing and eliminating the evil that brings crime to our communities. Hit subscribe and share this episode. Together, we will bring justice to every victim.